Thanks for joining us today. We'd love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. So we encourage you to share your story with us at info at fellowshipgj.com. Also, if God is using this ministry to impact you, we want to encourage you to partner with us financially. You can do that by clicking on the giving link located in the description below this video, online at fellowshipgj.com, or if you're a member here at Fellowship Church, you can give through your fellowship profile on the Church Center app. This will help us continue to bring the message of Christ to our community and beyond. Again, thank you for joining us and enjoy today's message. You guys, I'm excited to love on Jesus this morning. Would you stand to your feet with us? And as we just warm up our voices and get our bodies loosened up to just praise Him in every way that we possibly can with what He's given us, let's just remember that our one goal here this morning is to bring glory to His name. So lay everything else aside because no matter what, He still deserves the highest praise in all
just everywhere we look, we see your goodness in the mountains. We see your goodness in the face of our loved ones. We see your goodness in the provision that you send to our families. We see your goodness in our health, in our thinking. God, we see your goodness and your handiwork everywhere. And God, we acknowledge it's not just random. It's not just coincidence. It's you. It's you at work in our lives and in our city and in our community and in our families. And we are so grateful. You are good. You're good and kind to us. And that's why we're here today to sing and to celebrate and to acknowledge your goodness in this world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, good morning, church family. If you would, turn and uh, greet one another from an Air 5 kind of standpoint and make your way to your seats if you're watching us online. I'd like to extend to you a very special welcome. We're excited that you're with us as well. You can hug your cat or chase your kids out of the room for a second and get ready for this service. It is going to be amazing. If you are new to fellowship um, and you're watching online, you can just text uh, on your device. You can text us at 94,000 and text the word fellowship and they'll give you some prompts to help register. And that also works for those of you who are in the room visiting with us. If you want to let us know that you're here with us, just text 94,000 and then text the word fellowship and it'll follow you through the prompts to get you signed up and connected with one of our pastors. They'll contact you, see if you have any prayer requests, and just get to know you and let you know about any ministries that we have here at Fellowship Church. But we're just thrilled that you're here this morning. It's going to be awesome. It's already been awesome. And I know that God has more in store for us today. The truth is that the Bible says that God is the one who initiates the idea of giving. That the most famous verse in all the Bible, John 3, 16 says, for God so loved the world that he gave. And that's what this entire Christmas season is all about. It's about the fact that we have a generous God who is willing to give, but not just give anything, but to give his most valuable son to us as a sacrifice for our sins. And as we head into this Christmas season, I wanna challenge each of you to think through your giving. To whom are you giving? I know we all have the shopping list and we're the hustle and bustle and, and getting gifts for loved ones, but also what is our gift back to the Lord? What is our response to him as he initiates all of this giving? What's going to be the gift? And maybe you're thinking and preparing a Christmas offering, or maybe you're thinking of, of stepping out in faith and bringing your first 10% for the first time as a family to the Lord. But I want to challenge you to make sure that you're including Christ in your giving because the whole reason this season exists is because God first gave to us and we can never outgive the Lord. So I want to pray a prayer of blessing over each one of you and your resources and just this season in your life. God, in Jesus' name, we are so grateful that you have a spirit of generosity and that you give, that you give to us first and that we can never outgive you, God. And we think of what would you want us to give this holiday season back to you to celebrate your birth, to celebrate Christmas. God, we pray that you would put that into each one of our hearts. And Lord, as we prepare to give to one another, that we would also be preparing to give to you. And God, we pray in Jesus' name that you would richly bless each one of us in this room that you would fill us to overflowing with the resources, uh, both financial, intellectual, spiritual, emotional. God, any category that we need resources, God, we pray that you would give it to us in abundance. And when you do, we'll be careful to give you all the glory and praise for your goodness to us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, there is always a ton of stuff happening at Fellowship Church, and the easiest and best way to figure out what it is is to check out this video. 
Good morning, Fellowship Church. I hope you are having an awesome Sunday. I wanna go over a few different things before we continue with the rest of today's service. And the first thing is our Church Center app. Now that the year is coming to a close, we are gonna start giving out our year-end giving statements. Updating your information on the Church Center app is the easiest way to make sure your statement gets to you easily and a way that you can view your statement right now. So let's jump into the Church Center app and I'll show you how to do it, come on. So the first thing we're gonna do is just open up the Church Center app. Once you have the app open, it'll just land you right on the home screen, which you see every single time you open the app. But if you look at the top right corner, you'll see either your picture or an icon. If you go ahead and click on that, it opens up your account information. Here you have access to your giving and your giving records right there. You can also manage any registrations or you can look at your groups that you might be a part of. But if you click on your name at the top, it opens up your actual profile information. So making sure that your mobile number is correct and especially your email, as we are gonna give the year-end gifts through email first. But also if you have an address change or anything like that that ever comes up, this is the way you can update that. So enter in the new email or update that. Press update on the top right and that's all there is to it. It's pretty easy to do all of those different things and it's the greatest way for us to be able to get into contact with you and send you things like our year-end giving statements. We are really excited about our Christmas Eve services here at Fellowship. We're gonna host a 3 p.m., a 5 p.m., and also an online-only service at 7 p.m. We also have these cards that you can hand out to your friends, neighbors, coworkers, whoever, to invite them to church. So please join us this Christmas Eve in person or online at three o'clock, 5 p.m., or an online only at 7 p.m. Hope to see you there. Again, thanks for spending your Sunday morning with us here at Fellowship. Enjoy the rest of today's service. Well, good morning, church. If you're excited about God's word, let's give him a little praise today. I get excited anytime we get into God's word because I believe he wants to transform our lives. Remember last week we said, this is not just a presentation for information. God wants to tra give you transformation. So today we are continuing uh, in this message that we started last week called This Changes Nothing. Turn to your neighbor and tell them, this changes nothing. You can type it into the chat right now. Say, this changes nothing. And we get this out of a conversation that we get to eavesdrop on. Last week, you'll remember our text was uh, a conversation where God was speaking through his prophet Jeremiah to his people. And it says in Jeremiah 29, verse 10, this is what the Lord says, when 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will come to you and fulfill my good promise to bring you back to this place. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Then you will call on me and you will come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and you will find me when you seek me with all of your heart. Man, that is a great promise from God. And if you remember a little recap from last week, we see that God's people, the Israelites, they were, uh, they were defeated and they were brought into captivity. So that, that's called exile. They were brought away from their home into Babylon. 
And we talked about what a season of Babylon is. The season of Babylon would be when you feel like the Israelites did in this period of time where you feel like you've suffered defeat, that maybe circumstances around you caused you to suffer defeat. Maybe you caused yourself to suffer some defeat. Because I know that, to be honest right now, I, I couldn't tell you that every time things go bad, I'd like to tell you every time things go bad, it was something else's fault, someone else's fault. But the truth is, most of the trouble I get in, I did it myself. Is there anyone who's honest enough to say, like, like I'm going to talk to this side over here. Is there anyone honest enough to say, like, like, I did that myself. I got myself in my own trouble. And Israel got themselves in some trouble where they were then defeated by Babylon, and they were deported. They were taken away from what, what they knew, their, their, their home, their loved ones. They were, they were separated from the life that they expected, defeated and deported, and in this place, God says, I want you to prepare to stay a while, and he, he said this because he's saying, I love you enough to where I don't want you to wait to live life. Don't wait to live life. That, that I want you to marry and I want you to, uh, uh, to marry your kids off and to plant gardens and build houses because you don't have to wait for the circumstances of life to be perfect before you start living life. If you do that, you're gonna be here a long time. And I love that our God loves us enough to encourage us of that. That you might be going through a difficult situation, but he says, listen, prepare to stay a while. I, I, you're going to be in this place for a long time. For the Israelites, it was seven years. He's saying, for this long time, I want you to continue to live life. That's what we talked about last week. That he's saying, this changes nothing from, from the promises and the plans that I have for you. I'm still going to fulfill my good work in your life. No matter what you're going through, no matter what you did, that is our gracious Heavenly Father. He's saying, I'm still gonna fulfill my plans for you. So when we find ourselves, this is what I wanna talk about this week, we find ourselves in a Babylon-type season in life. Things just aren't going my way. I feel defeated. It, 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 it's one thing after another. It's 2020. It's covid it's marriage struggles, it's struggles with kids, it's struggles with finances, it's struggles at work. Whatever that is, what is it that God wants to do in our lives when we're in a Babylon-type season? In a Babylon-type season. I think there are many of us in this room that find ourselves in a Babylon-type season right now. And, and my hope would be in life that we don't go through these, but if you're not in a Babylon season right now, you might find that you're, you're gonna face one in the future because God sometimes uses these seasons to do certain things in us, and that's what I wanna talk about today. So would you pray with me right now? Let's invite the Holy Spirit to speak to us right now. Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, we come before you and we ask you to meet with us now. I pray that it wouldn't, uh, uh, that this word wouldn't get messed up or jumbled up by me, that, that I wouldn't stand in the way, but instead, God, your word would go forward and you would change us, transform us, encourage us today. God, I, I believe that you want to pour out and, and just breathe encouragement and life into us today. And it's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. So the Bible says that God spoke to his people you and I, and he says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for good and not to harm you, to give you a hope and a future. So those plans that God has for you, how is it that we get those plans? 
How do we chase after those plans? And that's a little bit of what I want to talk about today. How do I pursue? Because when I'm talking about chasing after God's plan for your life, what I'm actually talking about is pursuing. Because when we, when we receive the God's plans, his dreams, his gift for us in life, it's not because of our effort. It's, it's actually more of a step and a reaction of faith. Let me say it this way. It's like... If, if I were to buy you a gift, okay, don't hold your breath on that one, all right? <laughs> but if I were to buy you a gift and you didn't earn it, it was because I decided by my character that I wanted to do something nice for you. So, so that is the same thing that is true about God's promises, it's where a lot of people get this mixed up in religion. We think we have to earn God's grace. We have to earn his love. No, 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 no. God gives us gifts, and, and you didn't earn it when he gives you a gift. And when he talks about plans and dreams for your life, and when he talks about uh, how he wants to bless you and move you forward, when, when he talks about salvation, you didn't earn it. It's a gift. So we take steps of faith. What does that look like? to chase after the plans of God. It's, it's not our human effort, because if I call you up and I'm like, listen, I, it's Christmas time, I have a gift for you under the tree right now. You coming over to my house is not you earning that gift, right? What are you doing? You are trusting my word that what I said is true, so you took actions to follow my word. And then that, Come brings a reward with it, you come to my house and receive the gift. Don't you all show up at my house on Christmas Eve. I'm <laughs> but I, I, I'm, I'm telling you, that's the truth about what it looks like for chasing after the plan of God. That's what faith looks like, is he says, I have plans for you. So it's not us earning it, trying to chase after the plans uh, uh, that God has for us in our lives. What it is is saying, I believe him enough, I believe his word enough to know that even though it doesn't feel like things are going good right now, even though things are difficult, even though I just got laid off from my job, even though my marriage is struggling, even though my kids are freaking out, even though I got the diagnosis from the doctor, I still am gonna believe the word of God and I'm gonna take the steps to go in the direction he said because that is how I'm gonna receive the rewards from God. And God uses these Babylon-type seasons in our life to, to, to change us and to develop us because do you understand that, that God is a lot less concerned about you doing something than he is about you becoming someone? I'm gonna say that one more time. You should put this in the chat and share it. God is so much more concerned that, uh, about, you, than you, about you doing something. He is so much more concerned about you becoming someone. Because we all understand that a caterpillar can only get so far. There's certain places that a caterpillar can't get to that in all of its effort, it can crawl and it can climb, but there's certain places that it cannot get to until it goes through a transformation and a change process that after it comes out of a cocoon, it then becomes a butterfly, and a butterfly can fly to places that would take a caterpillar its entire life to try to crawl and never even get there. And maybe going through a difficult season, a Babylon-type season would be a season that God uses as a cocoon to try to transform you, to try to change you. 
Maybe your Babylon is a cocoon where God is helping you become the type of person that can receive the blessings and the plans and the dreams that he has for you in your life. But here's the problem with that is we find ourselves in difficult seasons in life and what do we do? We pray to get out of it. God, let me out of this. They're freaking out at work. Man, there's all these regulations. There's all this going on. It's like, man, my relationships are struggling. Get me out of this problem. Get me out. What if the, the caterpillar comes out of the cocoon too early and it's only got one wing? It got free, but it didn't get fixed. It got free, but it can't fly. And maybe God is keeping you in a place right now because he's trying to develop you. Wait, pastor, are you saying that, that God is causing all this struggle and all this difficulty in, me, in my life? No, I'm not saying that. It, it could, God could cause seasons in our life. Life itself causes its own seasons. Your own decisions cause seasons, but we know that God works all things together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purposes. So we understand that God can take the difficult season you're in and he can start to use it to develop you and to change you. And I wanna talk to you about three areas that God wants to develop in your Babylon-type season in your life right now. So three areas, you can write these down, you can text them to your friends, save them online, share this with people. This is what God wants to change and work on in the Babylon difficult seasons of your life. Number one, God wants to develop your sight. God uses Babylon as a cocoon to change you and transform you and one of the first things he wants to develop for you is your sight. And when I talk about sight, I'm talking about clarity. See, I'm not talking about vision. The eyes in your head give you uh, uh, the eyes in your head give you physical sight. I'm talking about vision. I'm talking about the eyes of your heart, knowing the vision that God would have for you. Because we have to understand where we're supposed to be moving in life. We need clarity on what are the plans that God has for me. And, and if we don't have clarity on us, the majority of us can spend the majority of our life chasing dreams and chasing plans only to get a revelation later that we've been running in the wrong direction. Like Dave Ramsey says that you could spend your whole life climbing a ladder just to get to the top and realize that you put it on the wrong building. It's like, we gotta understand. I need sight, God. I need clarity. Where did this vision and where did this plan come from? Because it can come from three places. When, when you have dreams in your life, it can come from other people, it can come from God, or it can come from you. And I need to know, is this, is this someone else's plan for me? Is, is this my own plan for me? Or, or is this God's plan for me? Because other people... Man, you, if you've lived any life, you know other people have a plan for you. Other people will observe you in life and they will tell you what they think you should do all the time. People's opinions will always come and invade your life. And even people who are well-meaning, what are they doing when they give you plans and dreams and hopes for your life is they are taking an assessment off of your past, your successes and your mistakes, and off of your present, your successes and your mistakes, and they are making an assumption of what they think that you are able to accomplish based off of their human understanding of your past. And that is something that has to be rejected. <laughs> 
Because not only, God ha- not only does God have a plan for you, other people have a plan for you too. And you can run your life into the ground chasing the opinions of other people because they saw the way you did it back then. And they saw when Oprah talked to have this one person come on her show and Dr. Phil says this and, and my grandma says that and they can tell you all of these things and like, man, that's not the plan that I wanna chase. The other plan can come from me. And, and, and a lot of our plans, they're good, right? But the problem is that sometimes good plans are the worst plans of all because good is the enemy of great. Because since it feels good to me and it feels right to me, it's like I'm gonna go in this direction and it could be good and it could be in a good direction but it's not in a God direction so it makes me spend my entire life heading off into a direction where I miss the purpose and the plan of what God wanted for me. So some of the plans that we have for our life, not all, but some of the plans that we have for our life need to be surrendered to God. Lay down on the altar like an Isaac. Lay down saying, God, okay, th- this is a hope I have for myself, but I don't know if it's right or not, so I'm just gonna give it to you. I'm gonna surrender it to you. And if you wanna do something about it, you can do something about it, but I don't know if this is you or not. So I, I need to know, and I need to know what-, what-, what your plans are for me and my life. I need to know. And, and-, and it's so important that we know, and-, and-, and I gotta tell you that we have got to stop and look to see what is it that God wants to do in our lives because you can come to a church service like this where you get pumped up and you're excited. God has plans for me, he wants me to do things and you get excited and you get a thought in your head, I'm gonna go start a business, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that, I'm gonna go back to school and you start running and you start running before you ever look. And man, I'm, I'm here to tell you, encourage you, warn you, you got to look before you run. God, what direction do you want me to go? Because I don't want to go in the direction of what people want for my life, and I don't want to go in the direction of what I want for my life. God, I want to go in the direction of what do you want for me in my life? Because here, there, there's a, the third way, a place that a plan can come from in our life is God. And here's how I know whether it's a Dan plan or a God plan. Is if it's, if it's my plan, I don't want to let go of it. But if it's God's plan, it won't let go of me. If, if it's Dan's dream, it's like, I want a death grip, but I don't want, no, that's what I want to hold on to, but if it's God's dream, maybe I don't even want it right now. Maybe I'm not even sure about it right now, but it won't let go of me. I can't escape it. I think about it in the middle of the night, and I keep trying to get away from it and do other things, but it comes back and it occupies my time, and it's like, it's like if it's coming from God, it won't let go of me. It's like Jeremiah said in, in, in chapter 20, we see that he was a, in a place where he was just so fed up, so fed up with what he was doing in life, and he said this, verse nine, but I, if I say I will not mention his word or speak anymore his name, but his word is in my heart like a fire, a fire shut up in my bones. He's saying, listen, I was through with this. I'm through with God's plans. I was done with it. I'm tired of this. I don't wanna, I don't wanna speak God's word anymore. I don't wanna minister to people anymore. I, I don't wanna do it, but, but he wouldn't let me go. 
Because there's something about me as, as frustrated as I got, as angry as I got, as tired as I got in life, it wouldn't let me go. I, I, I felt like God continued to lead me even though I, I still wasn't even feeling like it. And man, we need to know what the plans are that God has for us in our life. See, one dream I have, but the other dream has me. And God might be leaving you for a period of time in a season of Babylon so that he can develop your sight because after a season of Babylon, you start to recognize, it's like, wait a minute, is this what I want? Is this what other people want? Or is this what God wants? So in a Babylon type season, we need clarity. And I wanna just hit the pause button right now and pray for some people in this room. Close your eyes for a moment. If you are in a place in your life where you don't know what God's plans are for you, I wanna pray for you right now. If you're feeling like, man, I feel like I'm going around in my life aimlessly, just wandering, trying this, trying that, this person's opinion, that person's opinion. I've tried all these different things. I don't know what it is he wants me to do. God, for my brothers and sisters in this room, for people listening online, for people listening later, God, I pray that you would open our eyes to see, open our, our ears to hear, open our hearts to have vision, God, for what your plan is for each and every one of our lives because we know it's unique for each of us and God, we wanna hear from you so whatever it is that's drowning that out, whatever it is that's blurring our vision, God, we pray you, you would remove it from our lives so that, God, we could live out your vision for our life. In Jesus' name. In the Babylon-type season, God wants to develop you like you're in a cocoon. He wants to develop your sight. Number two, he wants to develop your stamina. He wants to develop your stamina. We need stamina so that we can chase after God's plans for our life. Because you can chase after something for a long time and you still haven't got it yet. You ever felt that way? It's like, I mean, I've been, I've been doing this for so long. I've been on this diet plan for so long. I've been, I've been trying to work this business for so long. I've been pursuing this person for so long. It's like you're, you're chasing after a plan and you still haven't got it yet. I wonder, do you have the stamina, the endurance in order to be able to keep chasing after certain things. One of the many times that I lost a whole bunch of weight, um, I became a distance runner. And by distance, I, I, I mean like, I'd get to like five miles. I know some of you would joke and like, yeah, whatever, that's a warm up, right? But for me, this is a huge thing. From going from like, the only time I would run is like if, if my donut rolled across the table and I was trying to catch it, to, to, to go into five miles. Let me tell you something, to get there, to build stamina, to build endurance, I learned something. I learned it doesn't matter how many books you read on running, it doesn't matter how many conversations you have, it doesn't matter if you have a coach that's teaching you how to breathe and pace yourself. It doesn't matter if you watch YouTube videos on, on, on running. It doesn't matter if you sign up for a race. The only way that you are going to get more stamina and endurance is when your stamina and your endurance are stretched. So the only way to become someone who can run for longer distances is you have to run for longer distances. The only way that you will become more patient is when you have to go through seasons where you have to become more patient. The only way that you will become stronger is when you go through seasons that stretch your strength. And man, there are times that, that we find ourselves where we feel like, man, I should be there already. 
I should be there. I, this should have happened for me already. I, 20 years into this, 30 years into this, I should have seen breakthrough already. And, and maybe God is trying to develop your strength. Maybe God is trying to, to strengthen you and give you endurance in order to be able to catch the very dream that he's put in your heart. Jeremiah was struggling with this because he's feeling like, man, this should have already happened for me. I should have already seen God's plans come to fruition in my life. Man, I know there are many of us in here, you feel that way. And you've complained to God, just like Jeremiah did. Uh, uh, things should have already happened by now. And this is what God says. It's such an interesting illustration that God gives Jeremiah. He says in chapter 12, verse five, if you have raced with men on foot and they have worn you out, how can you compete with horses? It's like you're, you're losing race with men. You're getting worn out running with men. And you, you're asking me to put you in a race with horses. If you stumble in safe country, how will you manage in the thickets of the Jordan? What is God saying? God is saying this. Don't miss this. Promotion changes your pace. Promotion changes your pace. So there might be things that that you believe are God's plan for your life. And there might be things that you're praying for that, that God is saying, listen, if you're worn out right now, then what you're praying for, you can't handle yet. Like, you're worn out at work now and you keep praying for a management position. He's like, I'm not gonna do that. That'll kill you. Like, you're running with men and getting exhausted and you're wanting to go to the next level of promotion. And this is what we have to understand is promotion changes your pace. So God might be keeping you in Babylon. He might be keeping you in a difficult situation right now where you feel like I'm just straining and struggling and he's stretching me and he's stretching my endurance. But why? Because he's building your stamina because there is going to be a season in your life coming where, where, where you have to have more strength and more stamina to be able to hold the blood blessing that you've been praying for because God's like you're asking for something you don't even know what you're asking for every parent in the room there are people here in here that are praying for a baby let me tell you something parents will testify with me babies are heavy <laughs> dear God right raising kids God God give me a child are you sure Marriages. God, give me a man. Give me a husband. Are you sure? You just keep looking straight forward. I'm trying. To, no fights today. No fights. Don't elbow anyone. It's like you're praying for for promotion. I want. I, I I want the management position. You want your phone ringing in the middle of the night. Like you you want to fill in every time the employees don't show up. Are you sure? Because these things have weight. And sometimes God will keep you in a season of difficulty for a while. The gym is difficult. Running is difficult. And the only way that, that, that you get more endurance and more strength and more stamina is go, by going through seasons that, that stretch your strength and endurance and stamina. That's that's one of the things God develops in the Babylon type season. God, God wants you to develop your wings before you come out of the cocoon. So number one, he develops your sight. Number two, he, he develops your stamina. Then number three, he develops 
your speed. When you're going through difficult seasons, when you're in Babylon, God wants to develop your speed because once you've been in Babylon for a long time, you're like Jonah. Because if you remember Jonah, uh, God told him to go to Nineveh and he's like, I don't wanna do that, I don't like those people, that's just not my thing. It's like, send someone else, you know, I don't know, I, nah. No, I want you to go to Nineveh. I'm just not feeling it, God. I got these other things going on. It's like, and you know, they really tick me off. You're like, not, not really my type of people. And then God allowed Jonah to go through a Babylon season. He suffered some defeat and some failure and some difficulty. And if you know the story, a great fish swallowed him and he was brought to the depths of the ocean. And he went through such great loss and he was separated and deported from where he wanted. He came out of this Babylon season and he came out with a different speed because once the fish spit him out on the beach, God said, I want you to go to Nineveh. And he's like, yes, sir, I'll be right there. It's like, I'm doing, do you want me to run? I'll catch you an Uber. Like, I'll get there. Well, how, like, how fast, uh, how fast do you want me to go? because I'm going to get there. See, because there are seasons in your life where God wants to bring you where he does not have time to try to speak to you and, and talk you into obedience. And God wants to get you to a place where you pivot quickly, where he says, I want you to do something and, he, and you do it. He said, I want you to let go of that and you let go of it. I want you to call this person you call because he's bringing you to a season after your Babylon season where there might be opportunities and windows that open that he will give you a command and he won't have time to talk you into obedience because the windows might close immediately and now you've already lost the opportunity. You have to be someone who responds quickly in Babylon. Difficult seasons in life can be the type of seasons that God uses in our lives to where we start to recognize, I used to fight God and going, no, nah, I wanna do it my way. I'm think, I wanna think about that for a while. I know it says that in scripture, but let me just ponder that. Let me talk to my friends about it. And, and, and God might use Babylon. He might keep you there long enough to where he can finally get you to a place where he says, I want you to do it and you do it. I want you to pray for that person you pray for that person. I want you to tell that person about me tell that person. I, I, I want you to, to help this person. I want you to give. I want you to be generous. And, and, and we just do it. We got to be people who are quick, quick pivoters. God says, change direction. Yes, sir. I'm going. It's interesting. Jesus, we, we see when he was picking his disciples, he's walking down the seashore and, and he comes up to the disciples and they weren't his disciples yet. But he says this in Matthew 4, 19. He says, come, follow me, Jesus said. I will send you out to fish for people. Verse 20, at once. Some translations of this say immediately. At once they left their nets and followed him. At once, immediately. They, they were quick net droppers. And some of you haven't caught the dreams that God wants for you in your life because you haven't dropped the nets yet. You're still holding on to that thing that he said, let go. You're, but I, I don't know, God, I'm still, I still wanna hold on. And, and sometimes that's why we go through these difficult seasons and that's why we, we remain there as long as we do. It's because God's trying to get you to greater things. And, and until we see what his plan is, until we're strong enough to be able to handle the weight of the blessing of his plan, 
and, and, until we're quick enough to respond in obedience to do what he wants. We're, we're going to have to sit a little bit longer in the cocoon because God loves you enough to where he's not going to let you come out with one wing. He's not going to set you free and leave you broken. He's not going to set you free and let you see the dream you could never get to. He wants to change you. It's not about you doing something. It's about you becoming someone. I want to ask every person to stand to your feet with me right now because I know that there's so many of us that we have felt like we've been in a Babylon season and what that has caused is it's caused the discouragement of feeling like, oh, what was me? There are so many things that are just difficult in life, so many things that are hurting, so many things that are a struggle, and I'm so tired. And I'm so, But I believe God wants to change your perspective today. He wants to change your sight because what he's saying, he's saying, I know the plans I have for you, and they're good. There's greater things that are yet to come. There's greater things that are still to be done. That I am going to move on your behalf and this season changes nothing. This season doesn't eliminate you from being able to fulfill what I want in your life. This season gets you prepared because what is God doing? He's preparing you for what he has prepared for you. So we're about to sing this song as a declaration, the truth of God's word over our life, that greater things are yet to come. Greater things are still to be done in the city, in our lives, in our marriage, in every area of our lives. So let's go ahead, Rocky, if you come out here, let's go ahead and sing this and declare it over ourselves before we leave this place today. Come on, sing this with us.
so thankful that you're not done with us. We're so thankful that you're still doing a work on us. And right now I believe that his spirit is in this room in a way where he wants to change those of us. He wants to develop those of us that want change, that there's breakthrough available to us. And I think what we've been praying is breakthrough from Babylon, but what God wants to give us is breakthrough in Babylon. So if you need some change in your life, I just wanna encourage you to lift your hands up right now. And this is between you and the Heavenly Father that you would just ask right now, say, God, change me. God, develop me. God, give me greater strength. Give me greater vision. Help me to discern and know the difference between my plans and your plans. God, I pray that you give me the the stamina and the speed to be able to chase after what you have for me. God, I pray that you would change me. I pray today that you would change perspective in this room where so many of us have been looking at difficulty in our life as a negative thing and that we would leave today and we would leave with an attitude of gratitude where we say, thank you, God, that you are working me out in the gym right now because you're getting me ready for what you want to put on me because your blessings are so heavy. God, thank you that your blessings are so heavy that that we got to be ready for it. So God... Prepare us, change us, help us today, Lord. Help us that we would be the type of people in the midst of a difficult season, we would still look like you and love like you and live like you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Let's give him a shout of praise. He's so good. He's so good. Thank you for being with us today. Thank you for joining with us online. If this ministered to you, I just want to encourage you to click share, send it to your friends so that this can minister to other people as well. We love you. See you later. Thanks for listening to this week's message at Fellowship Church. If you have not made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, I want to give you the opportunity to do that right now. The Bible says in the book of Romans that if you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You can do that right now. I just want to encourage you to pray this prayer with me. Dear Jesus, I'm a sinner and I need forgiveness. Please forgive me of my sins. I believe that you are Lord, that you died on the cross for my sins and that you rose again. And God, I thank you for that. I ask you now to be my savior, to guide my life and to give me a home forever in heaven. And God, I ask you this in your precious son, Jesus Christ's name, Amen. If you just prayed this prayer for the first time, or if you need prayer at all, we would love to hear from you. You can contact us at 970-245-PRAY or at prayer at fellowshipgj.com. If this was your first time experiencing Fellowship Church, please click the first time link located in the description below this video. Thanks again. We hope to see you next week for our online services at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m.